Welcome to Beautifully Vulnerable, where I coach clients live on air. Hi, my name is Vivian. I'm a trauma-informed life and wellness coach. And today is my very first episode. Super excited to bring on Marta. So I'm just going to get right into it. Um, so Marta, if you can talk to me about what your intention is with this call today. My intention really is to... Um get to know what your therapy method is all about to see if it's something that would benefit me and something that um, uh, works better than other types of therapy that I have tried before. Fantastic. So talk to me about what other kind of therapies that you've done in the past. I've tried um, cognitive behavioral therapy. So talk therapy with a mm -hmm. traditional therapist. Um, and then I've also tried Splankna, which is a faith-based therapy that also deals with releasing stored emotions to process trauma and um, heal psychological and physiological ailments. Okay. So besides trying a new method of psychotherapy or therapy, what um, what is your real intention? Like, what would you like to get out of this this conversation today? I'm really open to seeing where the session takes us. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think I have an agenda for today. Just um, kind of getting to see what this is all about. Okay. Is there a problem or a situation right now that you wanted to bring up that we can go into? Um, I guess being open to attracting the right partner. That is my intention for this year. Um, and that's something that I feel like I struggle with. Okay. When you talk about attracting the right kind of partner, how does that make you feel? Um, hopeful. Mm, okay. Um, like I haven't given up. Okay. And talk to me a little bit about what finding the right partner will do for you. I think that it would help me feel like I'm experiencing life to the fullest. Um, I kind of had this realization that, um, you know, it's great to be self-sufficient. Uh, it's important to be self-sufficient, but I feel like there's a big part of life that you miss out on when you're always doing life by yourself. Um, so if there is uh, an opportunity to share life with somebody else, you know, a life partner, um, I think that if it's the right person, it enhances your um, quality of being and, and also life. Absolutely. I, I have to agree with you on that one. So talk to me a little bit about your dating history. Um, I feel like I've always chased a thrill. Right. I feel like I need like an adrenaline rush. Um, I feel like the people that I have connected with, they haven't been um, it hasn't been like a steady, stable kind of progression in the relationship. It's always been like a lot of um, passion, fireworks in the beginning. And then I feel like it kind of fizzles out. Um, so I think perhaps how I have been approaching things in the past isn't correct. Um, Maybe it's not about the thrill in the beginning. Maybe it's really, truly getting to know somebody and whether they match um, my, I guess, values and my lifestyle and my outlooks. Okay. And when you're talking about 
connecting and finding a thrill. How long do these relationships generally last for you? Um, so for the most part, the relationships have been shorter term and I have been in one long term relationship that lasted five years. Um, but ultimately, uh, there were just some non-negotiables that I couldn't, um, that I couldn't come to terms with, uh, to continue the relationship. Okay. And if I can ask you, can I ask you a little bit about your childhood experience? Sure. Okay. So if you can, generally speaking, uh, your childhood experience, what was that like for you? I was good. I had a good childhood. Um, I um, came here to the States from um, Ukraine. So I did have like a big kind of life transition when I was young. That was around when I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. um, and before I came over, I um, separated from my parents. And I think that that is, you know, what has come up in therapy before is that that has been like a big, uh, I guess, emotional experience early on in childhood that may have not been processed and that may manifest itself in um, uh, unhealthy ways in my adulthood. But I was separated from my parents for a year to two years before I was eight. So between five and eight. Okay. Yeah. And the reason why I'm asking this is because our childhood experience all ultimately shows up when we're dating when we're looking for a partner somehow mm -hmm. some way whether it's um being sounds to me like between five and eight you had to be an adult and fend for yourself a lot does that make does that resonate with you um I think yes like I I've always been very independent um while I was separated I was living with my grandparents so if, you know like I was still taken care of They've lived with me even when my parents um, lived with me. But I think, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because of that experience, but I've always been very self-sufficient and independent um, in my life. And to the point where it's like, it is hard for me to ask for help. Mm, okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that part of you. When it comes to your relationships, do you feel that you are very independent and push somebody away? Mm, yeah yeah I think that I think that mm, perhaps it's harder for me to like open up and be vulnerable and ask for help um and kind of share my life with somebody else um I kind of want to make it all perfect for somebody else by I don't know like kind of pushing my needs aside okay so yeah. by, by pushing your needs aside, <clears throat> what does that make the partner feel like? What are they doing for you? Oh, I feel like I focus more on other people than I do on myself. I'm meeting other people's needs than my own. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to when you were between the ages of five and seven. You said you lived with your grandmother. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Do you remember it? Yeah, I remember it as very happy time. I, my grandmother, my both of my grandparents were always um, in my life throughout my entire life. Um, so it was, it was a very, it was not too much of a shock or unnatural transition. There was still some sort of um, familiarity and continuity in my life, even when 
um, my parents left. Okay. And when your parents left, do you, did you understand why they left? Did they explain that to you? No, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember my parents leaving. I don't have any memories around that time. Um, but I have memories before and after. So it's something that either like we didn't have that discussion or it's something that I suppressed. <clears throat> okay. So what I feel like is happening for you right now is this abandonment wound is showing up. So essentially you were abandoned by your parents and right now in your dating life, you are not allowing people to come into your life fully and be vulnerable with them because if you do, then they might leave you. Does that resonate? Mm-hmm. And yeah. is that is that something that you've talked about with a therapist before? Um, I don't think so because they like some of the things that I have discussed, like in cognitive behavioral therapy, um, they were about relationships, but they were not about this fear of somebody leaving. It was about um having a hard time connecting with somebody, uh, like long term, right? Finding a long term partner. But it, um, the issue of fear of abandonment was not addressed. Okay. Yeah. And does that resonate with you at all of just... Yeah. Okay. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So when you talk about being vulnerable, how does that make you feel? Um, when I talk about being vulnerable with my to partner? partner. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that... It takes a while for me to open up to people, but once I feel like um, they have good intentions or they care about me, then I have no problem opening up. Like I have no problem communicating with them. It's just about what I what I communicate about, okay, and to what extent, like how open and raw I am with them. And when it comes to potential partners. And having a conversation flow when it comes to talking about personal issues, how do you feel? Is there something that they start talking to you about that you close, get closed off? No. You feel no, pretty I'm open? pretty open to, to hearing everything that other people have to say and um, understanding why they may be feeling that way or why they're telling me this. Um, there's nothing really that I can think of that has triggered me that other people have said about their past okay and then yeah. um and then about yourself so you did say that you have a hard time being vulnerable with with a partner mm -hmm. and if you are vulnerable with a partner what are you afraid will happen well I think that you were right with saying that I'm afraid that they're gonna leave mm -hmm. I'm afraid that like the people that I really like that I open up to that they're going to leave. Okay. Yeah. And that's okay. something that honestly, like I didn't really realize that that was an issue until maybe last year. Like that was not a fear that I've had before that has been expressed like so much. Okay. And you did say with cognitive behavioral therapy, they were focusing more on your values. Is that what you said? And um, it was just like ability to connect with, uh, with a partner, a romantic partner, or attracting the right partner. But um, also the behavior, the the cognitive behavioral therapy, it was 
pretty short. It wasn't like a long standing, you know, um, commitment where we really worked through the issue. It was maybe a few sessions long. And to be honest, I feel like I never really connected with any of the therapists that I saw. Um, so I think that's probably why I didn't continue with it. Okay. Thank you for sharing. So we're going to yeah. go back to this vulnerability piece and your means of connection with somebody. And if you are vulnerable, then they will leave you. When you say that out loud, when I'm saying that out loud to you, how is that making you feel? Um, oh, like it makes me feel emotional. Yeah. Okay. Because I think, um, I think thinking about it and realizing it for yourself is one thing, but when you, when somebody else identifies that or when you voice it out loud, I feel like, like it's just like more raw. Mm. <laughs> so. Uh I, I can totally understand that. So when you're talking about you feel emotional about it, where does that emotion lie in your body? Chest area, maybe. And how is that feeling for you right now as we're talking about it? Um, It feels fine now. Like it just feels like I'm being vulnerable, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, But it's something that I've, it's not something that I've, um, like, haven't realized before. So maybe perhaps, like, I've, like, kind of come to terms with, um, with that realization, but it's still, it is still vulnerable to say that out loud. Mm. Could it be that there is something there that you haven't really processed an emotion there? Perhaps, yeah. Okay. When you, because when you talked about it, that the feeling in your chest, and then you said it feels fine. So there, there's something there possibly. Is there some type of tightness or any kind of closing or anything that you're feeling at the moment? Um, like maybe tightness in the throat, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Would it be okay if we just take a couple of breaths and stay with the tightness that's happening in your throat right now and just see what happens for you? As we stay with these body emotions and how they are responding in our body or resonating in our body, there's different emotions that can come up for you. And a lot of times the feeling of a lump in your throat can be a sign of sadness and pain that we haven't really processed. And mm -hmm. a lot of times when we feel it, we might just shove it down again and go on with life mm -hmm. and not really be able to just kind of sit with it and acknowledge it and realize where it's coming from so just really getting curious about it because it's it's there and to work through this abandonment wound you have to work through the emotions around it and really understand where it's coming from that's kind of why we digged it a little bit into your childhood for you to mm -hmm. understand it because until you understand where this problem of you connecting with a potential partner is then it's going to be a never-ending problem that's going to reappear into your life. But when you understand where the source is, then you can have compassion around it and more understanding and then work with the emotions that are around that core problem that happened in your childhood. And then it can result in 
finding a potential partner and connecting with them in a more vulnerable way. But until you deal with the core issue, it's, it's going to be uh, continuing in your life. Does, does that make sense for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and as I'm talking about it right now, and you talking about being vulnerable with a partner, um, can you talk about a situation maybe recently that happened that you felt that you didn't want to be vulnerable with a partner or a potential partner where you just kind of like backed away? Yeah. Um, so I was in a relationship last fall uh, where I really trusted the person and I, I thought that our intentions were aligned. And, um, you know, like I told him about my fear of him leaving. Right. And um, the relationship didn't work out. And uh, like it was kind of like out of the blue for me um, because it wasn't like it was getting worse or anything. It wasn't like there were issues. It was just like he changed his mind one day. So I feel like uh, from that experience, because like I already had a you know, fear of people leaving and that's what happened. I feel like I'm um, very cautious about getting into another relationship and it's almost like I don't want to wow like I'm hopeful right like yeah like I haven't lost hope but there mm -hmm. is somebody in my life and I just feel like I don't want to go through that again how is that making you feel right now I mean like emotional yeah so yeah it's very interesting that you say that because in the beginning of the conversation you talked about how much you wanted a partner and how much you wanted to bring somebody into your life I do but like I question whether it's the right person because like I don't feel like I said you know usually like I chase a thrill and I don't feel as much of a thrill with this person and then the other thing is like I don't you know I don't even want to go through I don't want to go through like what I just went, you know, through, through somebody letting somebody in and then them leaving. Mm. A thrill doesn't usually involve emotions. <laughs> so it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. So you, you are understanding that it's very painful for you to be vulnerable to somebody and in order for you to have the committed relationship that you're seeking, you need to be vulnerable and that scares you. Mm -hmm. And walking around the world with your heart open constantly is scary. Absolutely. Cause the risk of you getting hurt by somebody else is really big, but that's yeah. the only way that you will have genuine connection with a partner or a friend or anybody for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just don't, I don't know how to um, release that emotion. So like the emotion that's causing me to be like closed off to somebody, you know, or um, like th th that fear of abandonment. I don't know what I'm supposed to do to, um, um, to uh, fix that. <laughs> So first thing is first is really acknowledging that you have this fear and that you have this fear of vulnerability and really letting somebody come into your space, into your private life, because mm -hmm. if they do, 
you are afraid that they're going to leave. So really acknowledging that and accepting that and not thinking that this is some other kind of something or other that's happening for you. You, you said in the beginning that you do want a relationship, that you do want that partnership. But then you also said that you're afraid of if the person comes into your life, you're afraid that they're going to leave. So it's a little bit of a contradiction. Yeah. It's important for yeah. you to acknowledge that this vulnerability piece and that, again, understand where this all comes from. It comes from your childhood, from the time where your parents left you. And this is this is the very beginning for you to acknowledge it, accept it, and then working around the emotions that are around it. So as I said, this is a really big core issue for you. And until you can fully acknowledge it and accept it, you're going to continue to have this issue come up into the relationships. What I do suggest for you is getting curious about what it would feel like to have a vulnerable relationship. And like I said, the risk of you getting hurt, it, it's it's there, absolutely. And that's with a friend, that's with a partner, that's with anybody that comes into your life. Mm -hmm. But know that most of the time it's about the other person. When you're vulnerable and you are on your you're you're speaking your truth. If the other person chooses not to stay, that is on them. That is not on you. But if you have decided to close your heart and not be vulnerable because you're afraid that they're going to leave, yeah. then it could be on you. Right. But, and, and my brain understands that. I may not understand that in the moment, mm -hmm. but it's always, you know, it's always hard for, us to uh, first line of thinking to think it's not about us right because when somebody leaves you right or even when there are issues like it's it feels like it's about you it feels even if they say that it's not I don't know for me it my first line of thinking is I did something that it's something with me even though like when I think about the situation I realize and when I think about past situations right I realized that um, it's it's not, it wasn't about me. It's not about me. It's something that that person, it's, it's, it's a trauma that that person has, right? Or it's something that they're going through um, that has nothing to do with, with me. It just, in the moment, it doesn't feel like that. So we're going to take you back to your abandonment when you were five to eight years old and you don't understand why your parents left you. You don't even remember. So that's why this is showing up again for you and you thinking that it was your fault because as a child, we think all the problems that mom and dad have are our fault. Children are very narcissistic like that. Even if it had absolutely nothing to do with us, we always think that mom and dad's issues were us. The fact that they have been you, you must have done something wrong. So that's what, that's what this is about. It's showing up for you in the relationship. Again, it's about you acknowledging it. And there's a lot of emotions that are there that need to still be worked through and to not look for any other issues around this right now, because this is where it's at. This is, this is where the core dilemma is. And I understand the, the, the surface problem with your dating, 
but understanding where this core issue is is really where we're gonna work through um, what I would dive into to understand more of what your behavior pattern is currently right now because until we can work through the abandonment issues we're not going to get to where you want to be in in your partner relationship does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I would I would say that in our next session we can dive into this abandonment wound and talk about that if that's okay with you yeah Mm -hmm. okay Thank you so much, Marta, for talking to me about this. How are you feeling after this this short little session? Well, I didn't expect to cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel good. That was that was a lot. Um, thank you for sharing yeah. as as much as you have. I know there's a lot to dive into, and I think that this is just the beginning for you. Again, just really acknowledging the fact that you have this abandonment wound and where it comes from and then understanding that it's showing up for you in different ways when it comes to finding a partner and to not look for anything else and just be real with yourself and stop like being lying to yourself essentially like I want a partner but I'm afraid of this like no I'm I I do want a partner but I'm really fucking afraid of being vulnerable and I don't think finding a partner right now is going to happen if I can't really be honest with myself when it comes to this vulnerability piece, because if I want a long-term relationship, I know that I need to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So on our next session, we'll dive into this abandonment wound and see what that's all about for you and some of the emotions that are stored in your, in your system when it comes to that. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you.